Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 640-640. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. Now, we're um, I've got a lot of music. I've got a lot of uh, testimonies, letters. I've got some... Um, a real powerful message from the Lord, and it is from the Lord, so pay strict attention. It's not from me. It's from the Lord. And, Father, uh, right now let's pray. Father, uh, take away all distractions from uh, this program. Already, Lord, I hear airplanes flying over a helicopter or something, and uh, stop any noise down the hallway. Stop every uh, distraction, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, and we ask that you, I ask you to pour out your uh, word. Uh, Lord, I could care less what people think. As long as I know it's you that's talking straight through me, that pleases me to the, the, the heavens. There is nothing in the face of this earth, Father God, that I would rather be doing than to be telling a bunch of ungodly people where they're going and what they're doing and uh, that they're the reason why they're cursed and the reason why they're going to spend eternity in hell in the lake of fire. It's uh, just extremely pleasing to me because it's you giving them a chance to be saved. And Father, uh, they if they reject your beautiful offer, of salvation and eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. If they refuse it, Lord, they deserve the burning for eternity. Now, they can take my life, and I'm not at all worried about that. I think everybody out in the world knows that, and they don't like the voice, uh, my voice, telling them what is happening in the government and everybody else. Well, they didn't like Jeremiah's voice either. They didn't like Isaiah's voice. They didn't like your voice, Jesus. They didn't like the uh, apostles' voice. They didn't like the prophets' voices. But I'm just so happy to be one of the many people that have been persecuted and prosecuted uh, because people didn't like what they said. And they don't like what I say. Well, Father, I just pray that you'll keep pouring it through me so that they can uh, despise uh, more and more to their own damnation, because this is exactly what they're doing. They're condemning their own selves, and they're too stupid to know it. Lord, and so it's satanic, you know. You send most of the people now strong delusions to where they actually believe a lie especially in the government. There's no forgiveness for these people that have sold out to the Antichrist, uh, that have sold out to the mark of the beast. Sure, we I know your word says that there's going to be a mark put on them, and they uh, that have blasphemed the Holy Spirit already and have become traitors to and uh, their friends, they betray one another, just as you said, just as the people came against me that once were in the church and decided to betray me because uh, I was good to them. I hadn't done anything wrong to those people. 
not anything whatsoever, but because of money and because of the fact that they want to be homosexuals, which you despise, and you're going to burn every single one of them that is unrepentant. They say, we don't like that kind of a God, but I love you, Father. I love you for it because they're corrupt. They're lewd. They're vile. They're the most reprobate people in the world. And these people, Father, uh, that are running the public school system, which is the Vatican, is giving condoms and birth control pills to little tiny children and then tell them, you don't have to listen to your mother. Go to the abortion parlor now and murder your little child. There's not anything going to be wrong to you. Now just do as I do. Just do murder your children. And uh, hate people that are telling you that you're going to go to hell for it. Hate them because it, it offends you. Let me tell you something, you people out in the world. Father God, you know that they offend me. And they offend you, and that's why you're going to allow them to burn and scream their heads off for eternity. Lord, I pray that uh, you're going to do something very quickly. You told me yesterday that uh, these people, the firstborn of their children, uh, Nancy Grace and a whole bunch of them, are going to lose their children or something uh, and their own lives. In their own souls, they're going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. Lord, I pray that everybody will become fearful of you because you stated that the whole duty of mankind is to fear you and keep your commandments. And they're not doing either, Lord. And this supposed to be big revival in the world today, Father, is nothing more than the great falling away from the Lord, which the Apostle Paul stated would be the final sign, one of the very final signs, the final sign before people can uh, begin to uh, be fearful because Jesus is coming back to us again right then at that point in time. And that's where we're at. And so people, you know, I don't despise you. God, uh, if you don't repent, he despises you. And he's the one that can do something about it. You can't do anything about him. You take his word out of the public place, or the courthouse. Well, they didn't have it in the courthouse during the time of Jesus or the Apostle Paul anyway. And still God is having his way. He's cursing the earth. Take his name out of the public places. Uh, and all these different things. And take his name off of money, lucre. Uh, he's still going to have his way. You're still going to stand before him. You can't exterminate or eliminate God. He's going to be there at the end of the trail uh, on the day of when the sun go down. So, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name to anoint this service to open up hearts and spirits and souls and minds to receive that which you've given me. I pray, Lord God, that you'll do that and that uh, people will be saved and that the church will be strengthened. I'm talking about not the Catholic cult or any other religion, but I'm talking about the body of Christ. That's where we live and you live in us and we live in you. We're your body here on this earth telling the people, how the cow ate the cabbage. 
And Father God, we ask that you, I ask that you block Satan, throw blocks to him, open up great and mighty doors for us, destroy every work of the devil. Lord, you said that those police officers and all those different people that are taking the children away from their parents, that you're going to take uh, their children away. And they say, ha, ha, that isn't going to happen. Just like Pharaoh did when you destroyed Egypt and opened the Red Sea. They forget about all these things because they're nudniks. Lord, destroy Satan. Rebuke him. Put an end to his aggravation and to these people that are doing his work. Do unto them that uh, what they're doing unto others. You said whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And let them reap it now, Father God, as a sign to everybody in the world that you're on the throne and you're uh, the same power uh, you have as the day that you created the heavens and the earth and everything in the earth. You are still God, and everyone has to reckon to you or with you. Lord, uh, bless us. Open up every door. For Christians all over the world, heal those that are yours and are going to be yours if they have whatever disease or infirmity they have. And Lord, uh, the people that are taking children away and they think that it's good, they're gloating in that. Lord, I pray that you gloat when you give their children diseases and also take their children away from them. You told me that. I didn't make this up, Father. You know that. And, um, Lord, I ask that you do all these mighty deeds in your precious name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right. Now, in the last days here, we have a book that's called Revelation. And the book is not to be understood until the time that uh, these things are coming to pass. And in conjunction with Matthew 24, uh, what shall be the signs of the end of time? Well, there'll be earthquakes in diverse places. Well, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Uh, people will be, uh, oh, just read chapter 24 because we've read it so many, I've read it so many times. Uh, on programs and mentioned it. So you read it for yourself, okay? And uh, John, the Revelator, the one that wrote the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the book of Revelation from the Holy Spirit, said, I, John, saw this mighty number. I saw all these things happening in the last days. I was on the Isle of Patmos for the gospel, just like Tony Alamo was in prison for the gospel, he didn't do anything wrong. All I did was just preach the word of God. And people hated it so much, John said, that they put me in exile on the island of Patmos in Greece. And he says, God visited me there and showed me all these things. I, John, saw a mighty number. And here I am to sing. Uh, with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet, I, John. Well, and I, John, saw a mighty number 
Praise the Lord. Sharon, do you have any letters uh, from afar or near? Yes, I do. We have the first one from? From Buenos Aires, Argentina. Okay, then Rod Steiger, his wife was from there, and uh, uh, he wanted me to do a couple of Argentina Buenos Aires jackets, and I did the one called, she loved Rome, so I did the Rome jacket for her, and also another one with horses, and I can't remember the name of it. But he was very well pleased, and I did the Little Prince jacket for uh, Rod. He told me that, uh, have you ever read this story about the Little Prince? <laughs> I'm not into cartoons. I told him, no, I never have. And he says, well, he says, I'm going to send you a book uh, of the Little Prince. It's just a little thin cartoon type book. And he signed it for me, and I don't know what happened. I got lost in the shuffle. But anyway, let's hear from Buenos Aires. Beloved brother, please send me all of your literature that you have regarding the Vatican's perversions and about all of the trash of the Catholic clergy. Thank you very much. I greet you with my utmost affection. Professor Carlos Mendez from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Well, greetings to you, brother. God bless you. And we have another letter? Yes, from El Monte, California. Okay. I'm so very thankful that the Lord allowed me to discover your radio station. Your powerful messages have moved me to seek his word and commandment. I want to take up his cross, but don't know where to begin. Oh, you don't know. 
Well, I'll tell you where to begin. Uh, just concentrate on heaven, on the word of, and the word of God. The word of God is heaven. The word of God is God. The word of God is Christ. Christ is the word of God and everything in the world was created by him. Everything in the heaven was created by him. When you look in the, if you went up to the Hollywood um, observatory or any observatory that is similar to that, you're going to see the billions of stars and the million, millions of galaxies uh, so vast that we can't uh, even imagine. And here he is so powerful to do all these things and yet live in our heart. And it's uh, actually the simplicity of the gospel because we see all these great things that he's done. And yet what is man that God is mindful of us? Well, uh, he's mindful of us because he wants to be mindful of us. Uh, he created us out of the dirt of the ground and blew his own breath into us and made us living souls. And the simplicity of the gospel has always astounded mankind. It's so simple that a little child can understand it. And so if you can uh, do this, is get your mind off of all your school books and all of your business projects and your learning projects of man where you go to universities to learn how to be an egghead. Uh, forget all that. And just keep your mind on the Lord, because the whole duty, everything that man is supposed to do, there's only two things, and that's to fear God and keep his commandments. Well, you know, there's a chain of events that happens before that. You cannot, none of us can keep his commandments unless he's living in us. So the first thing that we must do is invite him. Everyone must do this. I mean, does make any difference if who you are or who you think you are, you just invite him into your heart of Jesus with his and then of the God the Father and the Holy Spirit. All three of those are one. So invite them all into your heart and get them uh, your um, all your sins washed away and you'll feel the Spirit, at least I did, and many people say they did, you feel the Spirit of God enter into your body into your soul, into your heart, into your spirit. And when that happens, you just read the Bible and just simply do what it says. Okay? Now, the Lord wants us to fight evil. And we're to hate evil. We're to hate Satan and to love the Lord. So anything that the Bible says is Satan or that is not of the Lord or anything that God says that he doesn't like, that's Satan. So just don't do that. And, you know, you were of the world before, but now you're in the world. You're not of the world anymore, but you're in the world. And the world hates you for he might They might hate you. Like, I get a lot of flack because I come on, you know, just like what the Bible says. And Jesus said, if you do that, in other words, if you do what I did, they're going to hate you just as they hated me. But you don't worry about that because there's a great reward at the end of the line. There is total escape from hell and a total eternity in heaven where it's like the most beautiful vacation spot 
Now, God is the word, and even he in his word says that no eye, even his eye, no ear has ever heard. Nor has it ever entered into the heart of man the beautiful things that God has laid away for those that love him and keep his commandments. So don't love anything of this world because all that is in this world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Plus, there's all kinds of curses from God that come upon the people that love the things of this world. So I see the beautiful mountains and the ocean and the... the, the uh, uh, the deserts, I like it out on the desert, and I like it uh, on the plains. I come from, I was born in Missouri, Joplin, Missouri, and I was raised uh, around Montana, in Montana. Lived in Wyndham, Lewistown, Helena, Billings, Montana. And I saw all the beautiful things I've been to uh, over in... Um, Sicilia in Sicily. I've been to Europe. I've been to France. I've seen the Mediterranean Sea. I've seen the uh, French Alps, the Italian Alps, the Swiss Alps, and the, the um, all the different Alps. And I've never seen anything that beautiful in my life. It just takes your breath away. I've seen Niagara Falls. I've been right there. I've seen... Um, Florida, it's beautiful. I've seen, uh, I'm in California. I lived here most of my life. Went to Cleveland, lived in Houston. I've been all around. But the Bible says, no, I has seen the beautiful things. Uh, I've been uh, poor in my life, very poor. When I was just a child, I had to, you know, and it, I was poor until I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I made a lot of money, but I just blew it uh, in the record industry, in the promotional industry, and in the gymnasium industry. And I just, uh, I mean, I, there's just nothing really happened good to me until I asked Christ with his Father by the Spirit to enter me. It actually happened with supernatural signs and wonders and visions and dreams. Uh, the end of time is so close that God had to do a quick work in me. And that's what he wants to do in everyone. Uh, so that you don't get jealous of me. God is no respecter of persons. If you'll do what he says, he'll bless you as much as me or maybe even more. Because I was uh, not knowing. I was a little bit uh, rebellious. Maybe quite a bit rebellious. Uh, um before I was saved, but then after I got saved, you know, I did everything in my power to do what the Lord said. Because I know that once you're saved, there's nothing in the Bible that says once saved, always saved. Except that if you're keeping his commandments, he will preserve you in his body. But if you don't, he says, even if you're not zealous, he'll spit you out of his body. And he says in another place that he'll blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. And so that uh, that once we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and uh, the Father, that we must continue on in serving him, uh, lest a worse thing happen to us. Well, 
what would the worst thing be? The worst thing would be is that he got saved and then he spit you out of the body, blotted your name out of the Lamb's Book of Life and you couldn't get back in because if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, there's no forgiveness of sins anymore. There's no possible way that you can be saved uh, again because Jesus said, I died once and I'm resurrected now and I'm alive forevermore. So there's this young kid on TV now that's saying he wants to go to heaven and kill Jesus. That uh, child is uh, a moron, an idiot, or he's a somebody that has never read the Bible. He doesn't know that uh, just for thinking something like that, God could take his soul and throw it into hell immediately. And in in, even if he got to heaven, he would not, when he faces Jesus up there, with the power radiating from him that there is, that little nothing kid, there isn't anything he can do to Jesus. He's alive forevermore. No one can take his life. He's talking about killing God. Oh, my God, there's, uh, you know, so many retarded kids today, and the reason for it is that they're not teaching Bible in school. Uh, if he studied the Bible, he would know that that's a total impossibility for him or all the people in the world joined together hand in hand couldn't go to the throne of God and uh, point a gun at him or something and kill him. He laughs at such a thing as that. Um, he's, uh, the boy is retarded, and hopefully that he will hear my messages. And those of you that know him or know how to get to him, why don't you get a copy of this tape to him and do something for the Lord, do something for the boy, so that he doesn't wind up in hell just... Uh, like these different monitor people in the media and in the world government headed by the Pope and the local governments and everything that just have to comply with everybody's wishes. Well, I'm not a politician. I don't comply with your wishes. So that's probably why you don't like what I say, because what I'm saying is what God says. And that shows that you don't like God. And if you don't like God, that's a big problem, but not for God. It's a big problem for you uh, because uh, God knows your heart. He knows everything that you're thinking and everything that's in your mind. He knows your thoughts and your intentions of what you want to do and what you're going to do. So there's no deceiving God. You just don't realize the power of God. Now, I didn't either. So don't feel, you know, like the Lone Ranger. Uh, before I was saved, I hated the idea of um, God, or yeah, I just thought it was a bunch of baloney. Until these supernatural experiences happened to me. The first one happened in a uh, office in Beverly Hills. I was doing a promotion for a young man. And uh, I had an entourage of 17 people. We traveled in limousines. I had six motorcycle police, LAPD, Los Angeles Police Department, motorcycle cops, two in front of our limousine, one on each side and two in the back, plus uh, several Lincolns and Cadillacs behind me with uh, valets and all types of people, um, even a nurse, a barber, named Baby John, and all kinds of different uh, people. And I was like full of hatred and bitterness because I didn't like people. I didn't like them. 
And when I found out, I, uh, I, I um, read the Bible after I got saved, but uh, I found out that God doesn't like a lot of people either. And so in that respect, I was sort of like him, but not like him. But at any rate, when I was in the office, uh, the Lord came down and told me, uh, shut off my ears and started speaking through my feet, my legs, my chest, everywhere. But I couldn't hear in my ears. So it goes to show that we have a spirit inside of us and that that spirit, that the uh, hidden man in us, the uh, man, which is the old man before we're saved and it becomes the new man in Christ Jesus, it shows that the soul, the spirit, has ears. Because honest, I could hear. This is honest before God. I could hear inside better than I've ever heard outside. My entire inside, including feet, legs, arms, uh, chest, uh, everywhere, I could hear better than I ever could in my ears. Now, I know I couldn't hear from my ears because we were only one floor up in this attorney's office and I couldn't hear traffic outside. I couldn't hear any traffic or any movement of the people in the room. And there was about 25 or 30 of us in the room because there were movie stars there. Uh, there was a, uh, two attorneys, my attorney and the attorney that we went there to see because he wanted to do the promotion. All of a sudden this voice comes through me and my ears plugged up, and I thought, oh, what's going on here? Uh, it says, I am the Lord thy God. Stand upon your feet and tell the people of this room about the Lord Jesus Christ, and that he's coming back to earth again, or thou shalt surely die. So I figured I'm going crazy. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people gone crazy. Van Gogh, uh, the artist, he cut his ear off, sent it to his girlfriend, and she, or then he threw it in the trash or something, and then... Um, Don Gibson, a friend of mine, uh, went to the nut house, and so I figured well, I'll check into a nut house. I'll do a few finger paintings and uh, uh, string beads and make wallets or purses or whatever they do in there to keep them, you know, sort of therapy. And so I started to get up, and the spirit came down upon me and says, Ah, doubt not, I am the Lord thy God. I couldn't even get up. I am the Lord thy God. Stand upon your feet and tell these people about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's come back to earth again or thou shalt surely die. And I says, God doesn't threaten people. Everybody said God is love. Of course, later when I looked at the Bible, God even uh, threatens his prophets. And he uh, threatened all the apostles. He told uh, Ezekiel that you... Uh, uh, do what I tell you to do, or he says there'll be you'll be cursed, and all the sins of that person that you didn't tell is going to go on your soul. The blood of their souls will be on your soul. So he threatens this mighty uh, prophet Ezekiel, and he threatened Moses, and he threatened everybody. He tells everybody, you know, say what I'm telling tell people what I'm saying, or else, I, or else, I'm going to throw your soul into hell. I'm going to kill you. And so I thought, well, wait a minute. And I felt this warm beam coming down upon me, and um, I said. I looked up above me to see if there was one of those uh, bathroom lights where it uh, absorbs the moisture in the room. 
and there was nothing there. And nobody else could hear what I was hearing. It was just me. And um, then I says, my God, if there's a God, there's got to be a devil. And I don't know if this is God or the devil or what. And so I pushed myself up, and all of a sudden this power and intelligence came down upon me. The intelligence uh, showed me that God knows everything you're thinking, everything you've ever done, everything I've done in my life, everything you've done. Uh, showed me that he knows every blade of grass, every hair on your head, every pore in your body, every pore and everything on the face of this earth. He is so intensely intelligent that there's just no describing it. So when he tells you that there's no eye seen, no ears heard, nor has it entered the heart of human beings, how beautiful heaven is, you just can't imagine how vital those words are. Because, you know, I consider myself, because of God, he anoints me, that he's uh, made, made me into a wordsmith. You've heard of blacksmiths, but a wordsmith. I, I know how to preach the word of God because of the Holy Spirit. And I can't explain it, how beautiful it is, because I've seen visions of heaven, and I've also heard the voices in hell. And I can't, uh, being a wordsmith, I can't explain all these things because they're so horrible in hell and so beautiful in heaven. And so it, it was so frightening to me to feel this intelligence and this power come down upon me. The power didn't hurt or anything, but he says, uh, and they started, but you know, I says, uh, uh, he started pulling the breath in and out of me. And I says, oh, my God. And I says, I'll tell him. Because I knew that was God. I knew that devil couldn't do that to me and couldn't uh, close off my ears and talk through my whole body. This had started adding up that this is God. But I was void as dead to the word of God or to God as you people out there that are unsaved are. And so, again, don't feel like the Lone Ranger because... I was the same as you were. And uh, if it wouldn't be for that, what he did to me in his mercy, there's no way that I would even believe to this very day. But I see all the things that the Lord said would be happening in these last days. And I know, because I read the word and I found out, my God, what he said was true. He did threaten everybody. All these people that are preaching that God is his love. He never threatens anybody. He's not going to condemn everybody. everybody. They're liars. And it says in the Bible that there would be a lot of lying preachers, teachers, and evangelists. They are not of him, but they are evil angels that disguise themselves as angels of light. And so I'm so glad that the Lord did that to me. And then the, he had shown me many visions and dreams after that uh, because he's doing a quick work today. Why would he do it to me? Because he knows that I've got the guts and that I love and I'm more fearful of God to, to hold back. Anyone that can hold back these other churches in this world, they're not telling you the truth they're talking about. Well, you know, you, you about uh, to get along better with your husband and to get along better with your kids and all. Hey, the best way to get, um, uh, to get along with your children is to just tell them the Bible and tell them that the hell and tell them that they're going to miss heaven. 
That's how you take up the cross and follow the Lord, is you've got to say something. You've got to do something. He says, follow me. Deny yourself. Don't worry about what people are going to think about you. Don't worry about people because uh, the Lord says, cease ye from man in whose nose is one breath. How little is a man to be accounted of? Cease ye from man in whose nose is one breath, for how little is he to be accounted of? He's, in other words, mankind is nothing if they're not serving the Lord. Well, you say they're nothing, right? Oh, ah, yes, they are something. They're chaff to be burnt. That's what the Bible says. Amen? Amen. All right, so in that office, I really quick learned uh, that i got to learn what it is to serve the Lord. So uh, after the Lord started pulling the breath in and out of me, I says, uh, I said, I'll do it. Then when he put the breath back in me, I says, Lord, I'll do it. I'll call him tomorrow. I'll send him cables. I'll wire them. I'll tell him, but these weasels in this room are not going to believe what uh, is happening to to me right now. And so the breath comes in and out of me again. And I said, I'll tell him now. So I said, oh, okay, uh, you guys, they put the breath back in. He says, I said, okay, you guys, uh, you know, I never uh, talked about God or Jesus or anything like that. But God, here in the middle of this meeting with this attorney, my attorney, his wife, six LAPD motorcycle cops, uh, limousine driver, and uh, these other people that followed around with me on this promotion for this singer, uh, I, I started saying, repent. And I, did, I thought, God, how am I going to tell these people about God and Jesus come back to earth again when I've never read the Bible? I don't know anything about God or the Bible, but I just, in fear of my life, I saw this movie years before about Elmer Gantry where I heard them saying, repent. I walked out on the movie after about 10 or 15 minutes when I realized it was about God and Jesus. You know, I thought, well, I walked out on the movie. I was disgusted that I spent that kind of money, even though I had uh, tons of money back then. Because of that record offer, I did uh, the 20 original hits, which uh, Warner Brothers is copying my method of selling records. Before that was K-Tel, and finally Warner Brothers got enough guts to do it. And even since then, I've done the Superman jacket for uh, Warner Brothers, and I'm uh, designing clothes and stuff, and I did several of their uh, uh, movies and stuff on jackets. Uh, we airbrushed it, and then we embroidered and uh, put the rhinestones and mirrors and all these things on, and real hair on the back of the jackets and things like that. But anyway, this is uh, later, much later. This is after I got saved when I did that. But, um, so I became exceedingly uh, frightened of God. And later I found in the Bible where uh, God told Moses that these people will not serve me unless they fear me. And so God has to put the fear uh, of God in you or you're not going to serve him. Uh, you like to sit in comfortable churches where different uh, false teachers and preachers and pastors and false prophets are telling you, oh, you don't want to fear God, just reverence him. Well, 
the people of Israel, when he uh, talked to all of them audibly, a whole nation of people, uh, they all were so frightened because there was an earthquake a quake accompanied with him talking to them. And also there was a, um, a fire that was come billowing out of this um, mountain. Uh, and then there was the smoke and uh, fire and earthquake and trumpet sounding. Oh, my God. And worse than that, the voice of God was booming down through every fiber of their being. And they f fell on their faces. And later they told Moses, Moses, uh, don't, don't let God talk to us anymore. Tell him, no, just let him talk to you. And then you can come and tell us what he said. Because he put so much fear in us. And you think that God has changed? Uh, you're crazy if that's what you think because he, and he's not to be disbelieved. Uh, his word is God. He said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. So all of a sudden within just a few minutes, few seconds or minutes, he put all this fear in me. To the point I was doing this promotion, I didn't want to do the promotion anymore. I didn't want to do the promotion for the Democratic Party. I didn't want to do the promotion for any movie star or any motion picture. I didn't want to do the promotion for anybody. I just wanted to find out what God wanted me to do. And here I really thought I was a big shot and that I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to be buried. If I, once I die, get a backhoe, dig a hole by the fence, throw me in there and cover me up because I'm not going to know anything. But that's, I was totally wrong. I thought I was real smart. Yes, we will know something. We will know something after we dead. we're dead because we're never going to die. The spirit that's in us is going to live either in heaven or in hell. That's what's going to really happen. And, uh, you know, the Lord tells me after I got saved. So I told the people of the room, and man, the, I, my hearing started coming back in my ears, and I heard the attorney say, get him out of here, he's my shigana. Well, I'm Jewish, and he was too, the Jewish attorney. My attorney wasn't, and his wife wasn't. But I knew what my shigana means. He says, get him out of here, he's nuts. Well, first of all, I started thinking, what are you calling me a genius promoter, I mean, the number one promoter in the world, that I'm nuts? You're the one that invited me up here. If I'm so nuts, why you have my promotion pasted up all over your wall that I did in Billboard magazine? And I thought to myself, wait a minute. If this guy was doing this to me, I would say, get him out of here. He's crazy. I'm a sugar now. I wouldn't have even said that. I would have just probably took the guy and threw him out the window. Maybe I'd let him hang uh, by his hands, and then I'd just drop him. Uh, because I, but it's so amazing because the spiritual realm is so different than the carnal realm, the realm that we're living in, where most of us people have, we think that we have lots of understanding. But the understanding that we have is of no value. Carnal, the carnal mind is at enmity, at war with God. So you have to get used that there is another realm. It's a spiritual realm. And then there's another realm. That's heaven. And then there's another realm, which is hell. And you have to know that there's uh, different laws. There's the uh, law the, uh, of uh, sin and death. There's a law to that. 
And that's what most of the people in the world are living under, is the law of sin and death. But there's the law of this uh, spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And then there's the moral law. And that moral law, the, these laws don't go away. And then there was the law of sacrifices. That law has gone away because the real sacrifice, Jesus, has come into the world. And he did everything that the Bible said that he would do. There's 333 prophecies. And I've written a book called The Messiah. And I've got it in many languages. I had it translated into many languages, and they're free. You can have one. It's um, because God gave me eternal life freely, and therefore I give the literature away freely in these CDs and audio tapes. But at any rate, uh, I completed what the Lord wanted me to do. The hearing's coming back, and uh, and the Lord said, that's enough. And so I was so happy, and I just marched out of the office. Uh, he said, you can go now. And I marched out of the office, and all these guys followed me, all this entourage. And big Jim, who uh, I got a job driving for Sonny and Cher, I did their promotion too. Uh, he says, Tony, you're, he used to be an ambulance driver, but I made him a bodyguard just because he was big. And he says, man, you uh, <laughs> you really put that guy on a trip in there. He, he's going to be mumbling to himself for eternity, you know, for as long as he lives, he'll have to go to a uh, sanitarium. And he says, oh, boy, you put him on a trip. I said, um, Jim, that was no trip. I mean, God really taught me, get out of here. Why would God talk to you? I says, I haven't got the slightest idea. But I'm scared to death, and I know he talked to me. Now, all you guys get in the limo. You guys get on the bikes and in the cars behind you and go, I want to be by myself. So uh, they said, come on, man. And they try. I said, look, I'll get the baseball bat brigade after you. I know guys in this town that will split your head open into 31 different flavors if you don't get your hands off me. So they did, and I, and they went off. Uh, over to the office, and I walked in Beverly Hills. It was right in Bev Hills. And I said, God, I know that you're there. Just tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. I don't care what it is. Uh, you want me to shovel water back into the ocean or, uh, you know, whatever you want me to do. Uh, I just hope it's not standing on one foot and balancing a peanut on my nose all day long. But whatever it is that I can do, I'll do it, Father. And God knew that I'd do it, that I'd speak out against all the you weasels in the world. God knew that I'd do that. And later he showed me that I'm one of the two witnesses. And anyone that attempts to kill me will be killed in that same manner. And I have the power to call down plagues. And I really, um, you know, just as of recent, I've been telling God to do something to you folks. To make you believe, because I, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell, and neither do I. I wouldn't be of the Lord if I wanted people to go to hell. But one thing, and I wouldn't be of the Lord if I were afraid to preach his word, because I'm not afraid to preach the word of God. I'm not ashamed of the word of God, because it's the power of God, the only power unto salvation that gives you salvation if you, if you believe. 
It's the power of God unto salvation to them that believe, and only those of you that believe. Now, why, for love, I own a Beatles album that was given to me by Pete Best for doing his promotion. Pete Best was the original drummer of the Beatles. I'm not into the gospel field for love or money, because I know I'm not going to get any love from the general public for telling you what God says. And money, if I wanted money, I'd sell my Beatles album. There'd be more than enough money for me to retire for the rest of my life. But I won't even sell that Beatles album to make you know, to make you know for sure that I'm not doing this for love or money. And uh, we don't get a lot of ties, you know. A lot of times um, in the ministry, when we first started out for about uh, 30 years, I've been in the ministry now going on four, 44 years. But for 35 years, we were just hand to mouth, hand to mouth, hand to mouth. And then the Lord told me to preach the gospel. I said, Lord, the people in the church are not, the old timers are not teaching the young people. And he said, you teach them. I said, Lord, you told me to do a gospel literature once a month. And how am I going to do that to bring a message every day? He says, you teach them. I said, all right. And so I did it, and then finances started rolling in. We were able to repair our buildings, put new buildings up, to get on the uh, radio all over the world, and to put out more gospel literature and buy tractor trailer loads of Bibles, and many other things, uh, that, and to give the people in the church a more comfortable uh, life. So um, I'm just so happy. And uh, excuse me, I'm going to take a little sip here of coffee some of you may think it's a sin if you do I guess I'll quit okay so um, when I'm talking about um, these um, the word of God the word of God I learned that everything that the Lord told me was absolutely true and I found out by reading the scriptures that I'm blessed because I'm uh, I fear God, I keep his commandments, and I'm uh, teaching uh, the people in the world and in my church the word of God. Why? Because the law, which is the word of God, is holy. And the commandments uh, in the word of God are holy. And so I'm keeping his commandments. So I'm holy, and you hate it, you're not. You're evil, and the Lord's going to send you to hell. And he's going to curse you while you're here on earth. And so the commandment is holy also and just, and it is good. In other words, the whole word of God is good. Why? Because it teaches the man how to get into heaven. Uh, so all you people in the news media, God told me, including this Nancy Grace who's so proud of her twins, I, hate, I just pray that she repents so that the Lord doesn't take them and that she apologizes to all the people out of that camp. This is her only hope if she wants her twins to live. Nancy Grace obviously doesn't know the Bible, and that's why I'm doing uh, what I'm doing is teaching her the Bible. If she'll listen, but she thinks she's the judge, the jury, and the executioner, the whole media doesn't know the Bible. And they have become judge, jury, and executioner of everybody that they think is evil. The Bible says in the last days, 
the last days they'll think that which is good is evil. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20, quote, Woe unto them that call good evil. Good, the, the word of God is not evil. And they call good evil and evil good. And that's what they're saying. God says to marry and have children and the age of puberty, and they're saying that's evil, that's wrong, that's against the law. No, you folks are against the law. So please, uh, you know, get the Lord into your life. Those of you people out there are putting darkness for light. You say that your dark understanding is good, and that light, the light of God, is evil. So you put darkness for light and light for darkness. Uh, you say that the word of God is darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Think about that, folks, because my time is up. And uh, right now we're going to pray. If you pray, God will come, enter into your life. Christ will come in. God and Christ are one in the Holy Spirit. So just say this prayer to God right now. Don't tarry because if you reject God, if you won't do it, that means you're rejecting him. And if he, if you reject him, he'll reject you. So say to the Lord, my Lord and my God. Say to the Lord now, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, rose Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you, Lord Jesus, Holy Father and Holy Spirit, into my heart. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. You're the word. The word created everything, and your word is true. Therefore, I know that you have heard me. I know that you've answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands in the air and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. For the good thing that he's done for you. And don't turn back again into the world. Okay, and so here is Sharon to tell you how you can receive a copy of this program, number 640. It's absolutely free, including postage and handling. Just tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Uh, program number 640. Sharon tells the listening audience how to receive a copy. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo again saying don't fail to tune in tomorrow because don't miss out on the things that God wants you to hear. Don't miss out on what heaven wants you to know so you can go there and stay out of the bad place. 
Here I am to sing a song, uh, which is to everybody that loves to sin. It's a, you may run on for a long time, but God Almighty's going to cut you down. It's called Run On, and it's with myself and J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet. Let me tell you what he said Go tell that long-tongued liar Go tell that midnight rider Tell the gambler, the rambler, the backbiter Tell him go about his little call him down You may run on for a long time Go tell that long tongue liar. Go tell that midnight 